Welcome to the Liberated Latina Podcast, your space to be activated and elevated so you can become a sought-after coach online. I'm your host, Daisy Lopez, visibility coach helping amazing women of color coaches reclaim their voice and have a poppin' and profitable online presence. Visibility is so much deeper than just strategy and mindset alone. Here you'll get the concepts and tools that will amplify your message and catapult you as an irresistible choice in your niche. The time for women of color leadership is here. Ready? Of course you are. Let's dive into the episode. Hello and welcome back or welcome for the first time to the Liberated Latina podcast. Oh my goodness, am I so happy that you landed on this episode because the incredible Stevie Wright came back here to the show. She was here, I think a year or two ago, and she is back for an incredibly unique episode. She is an amazing life coach and somatic healer, and she's also, side note, the founder of the Breath Channel that I swear by, that I use daily, that I refer every single one of my clients to, and that link is always in the description, by the way. But she is also one of my dearest mentors and coaches and supported me privately over the course of an entire year last year. And in this episode, we had a conversation and not only do you get to hear my own journey of how I healed some of my deepest wounds around feeling invisible, my, my visibility wound around my frustration and my belief construct around not being able to get what I want, um, one of my sneakiest victim identities and the literal life-changing session where I, where I healed it at a core level and felt the power of my ancestors come in, but you also get to hear a true master at work. She breaks down how she saw what I was bringing and how she was able to lead me through it. And I know that it's not only important for us to hear each other's healing stories and what we're all working through and being vulnerable in that way, but I also know that being able to see into how a successful space holder works and how she sees things makes us all better healers, better coaches. So I am just so honored and excited for you to hear this very unique episode. Be sure to check out Stevie's work down in the description and let's go ahead and dive in. All right, ladies, welcome back to this very special episode of the Liberated Latina podcast. I'm actually bringing on a guest again. She was so damn powerful the first time. And since then, I actually completed Stevie's year-long mentorship program. And the journey that I went through in that container was so profound. And I'm still really enjoying the fruits of that work to this day. And I am so honored that Stevie, you're, you were so open to come on here and like share this journey because the work that you do and how you do it is so like, when I think of you, I think of magic. It's just so magical, the transformation that you're able to hold for people. And I am profoundly changed. Just thinking about where I was last year to where I am today is like so different and my world is so different. So thank you so much for coming on here and being open to sharing about not just this journey, but how you really hold people. Um, and I'm excited for what everyone is going to be able to take away from this. Oh, well, I'm, I mean, I, before I even begin, I'm just 
so thrilled to be here and honored to be here. One, because it's you. And I feel like over the year that we worked together, we built such a deeply intimate relationship and such a sweet, like connected relationship with each other. And um, one, it feels really exciting to just kind of go back into our process and relive the magic, you know? But also it feels so good to have had you ask this to come on here and do this because I've actually never done a podcast. I've been on a, a ton of podcasts, but I've never done a podcast with a client where we're going back into the framework of how we did the work and kind of the framework I held and the the guiding light that I held and the vision I had for you and the work that we did together kind of in the tr- trenches, um, kind of like breaking the fourth wall or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I feel really excited about just the, the format of this podcast. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. So before we dive in, I would love for you to share a little bit about how this container came to be because I, and I might be unique in this, but I haven't seen a lot of like year long containers in this way for somatic healing and for embodiment. Um, so I'm really curious as to what was your intention in creating this container and what were some of the pieces that you integrated as part of your own process, the coaching style that you developed over the years, like what went into the creation of this year long, uh, mentorship program? Well, I, I actually just touched, oh, I'm glad we, we are transitioning into that because I actually just touched on it a moment ago, which is relationship. And the way that I hold my containers, the way that I hold my work is all about relationships. It's about your relationship with you, your relationship with your world, how you relate with your world, how you relate with the people in it, your work, et cetera. And then it's also deeply about the relationship between you and I. And the reason that is, is because what comes up between you and I oftentimes is very indicative of what is happening in your world. And so I find that the relationship between myself and the client, myself and the person that I'm supporting is very important to go all in with in a sense of um, being with you long-term, being together long-term, because the relationship that we build together is you know, it, it, we can, from there, we can work on, okay, what's your relationship with being supported? What's your relationship with being seen? What's your relationship with being held? What's your relationship with getting uh, feedback? You know, what's your relationship with rupture, with repair? For me, the year, that's, that's what it about. It's, it's about is, is building the relationship. And before um, we started working together, Daisy, and before I actually launched the year long container, I had had uh, clients who d- were doing my six month program at the time, but then re um, renewed. And I had a, a, a couple of clients who'd done a year long and I just saw the power of what happened in a year. And the the relationship that we built and the intimacy that we built and the um just the knowingness, like them, them knowing me and feeling me, me feeling them. And I was just like, wow, this is not supposed to be six months. Like I can feel this is not supposed to be six months. And so I, I launched the year long 
And um, I'm so glad I did because now all my work with one-on-one clients is a year long and it's all in the realm of somatics, energetics, uh, breath work, working with the hologram. And it just feels really spacious. We have so much time to be with each other. We have so much time to be in the intricacies of your life. All the parts, business, uh, uh, trauma, family, sexuality, like all these different parts that we get to touch because we have the time and the space to do so. All the different hallways and corridors corridors we can go down and kind of peek into and go, okay, what's what's let's bring light to this. Let's bring light to this. So um, that, that was my intention with the year. Yeah, that intention was definitely <laughs> followed through because the, the feeling of entering a year-long program is almost like getting to like a hotel after a long, arduous journey there and you drop your bags and you're like, ah, I made it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's exactly what it felt like entering into a year-long, like, of course, there's all these thoughts about it, right? But those, the same resistances that I had going into a year long is exactly why I needed to be in a year long because I wanted it to be now and faster. And I can't, I can't settle. I have to keep going. I have to keep going. And like, there's so much of that, that we really got to work through. And especially the part about being seen, which was honestly one of the first, it was the, the wounded that I, that I really felt I wanted to address like as soon as I got into your container was around being seen yep. Yep. and there was just so much of my life where I didn't feel seen I felt invisible and I was creating a literal reality where I would go into stores I would go into restaurants and like keep trying to get attention or raise my hand and people would just ignore me like I was creating a reality where I was not seen yeah and that was the first thing that I knew I, I wanted to work with you in, in this year long, because I knew there would be nowhere for me to hide. <laughs> and, and I would have to let you all the way in. And I would have to let you see every single piece of me that I thought was too much or was not good enough or wasn't up to par with what, you know, I thought you really wanted to see in me to be the good student, to be the good client. Right. Right. That good client thing came up a lot, didn't it? Yeah. Not much, not so much toward the end, but in the beginning it did come up quite a bit of we'd, we'd, we'd touch on something, we'd work, we'd kind of dissolve some layers of it. We'd come back, you know, several weeks later or, 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 you know, sometime later and be with that again. And you would have a lot of resistance going into it because the the feeling was, no, we already did this. I'm supposed to have this healed. You know, I'm, this is supposed to be done. And so my, my intention with just even that piece was no, 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 this, this allows, this needs space. This needs time. And and I think the other, I I just, something just, that just came through the other great part about the year long. And I kind of shared this in the relationship bit is you're showing me the shape of your wound by how you show up in the container. So, and so when you, even with that piece right there, when you said, no, 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 we can't, I don't want to do this again. And I, you got emotional. You're like, I don't want to go into this again. Like, uh, and you got very vulnerable. And, and I was so appreciative that you shared with me, but the feeling was, no, we can't go into this again because we already did this. I'm supposed to have it done. It's supposed to be done and dusted and, and, and healed. And I don't want to be a bad student and a bad client for you. 
And so it was a perfect timing for me to, for me to pause as the coach and go, oh, right. Okay. So she's showing me the shape of her wound here. She's showing me the part of her that says, I have to hurry up. I have to be, a, I have to be good, whether it's good client, client, good student, good daughter, good person. And good means uh, easy. Yes. You know, good means um, fast. Good means achieve achieving, right? And so that in itself, it's not even just, and see here how we kind of, we got to something else. Like we were working with at first, oh, being seen, but in fact, we needed to first be with the part that feels like she has to have it all together all the time. Right. To even be with the part that's scared of being seen. You know what I mean? So right. that's what the, the power of the year long is, is we get the time and space for you to show me the shape of your wound by how you show up and what comes up between us. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to mention that. And, um, you know, the piece about being seen, it was, it was astounding how smart your psyche was and how smart your hologram was of creating these, these instances where you are literally getting like ignored and bumped into. And, and I was like, Oh, wow. You know, and, and, but you saw it, you were like, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it's crazy. You were not, you were not unconscious to it, you know? And so my first things first for me is I always want to be the reference. And that's a, that's a lot, a pretty big backbone of my work is being the reference for the new story. So I wanted to help you see you and get seen by others. How are we going to do that? You have to feel what it's like to be seen by me. So my, my intention was our container, our relationship is going to be the place where that does not play out, you know, where you're not getting bumped into and ignored and missed. And that's not to say I'm perfect. That's not to say I don't um, miss a tune sometimes. That's not to say that I'm the perfect seer at all every moment. It's not that because we're all humans and I'm, I'm as much as I'm a coach, I'm a human being and I, I'm not going to get it right every single time. Um, but, but the intention was letting you feel what it feels like to be seen so that our container can be a a reference for other parts of your life. Yeah. And you were really so good at that, at stopping me and being like, wait, can you let me in? And I remember you told me that a few times and it really stuck with me. Like, can you let me all the way in? Can you let me all the way in? Yeah. And that was a request that I've never, so nobody's ever requested that from me. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, wait, can you let me in? Like, I, I, I want to see this. Can, can we, can we hold this? Like, you don't have to have this done. Yeah. And that was so healing for me mm. to know that somebody wanted to be let in, and it wasn't about having to show up and not ask for too much from somebody in order to, for them to love me. Right, like, right. oh, Daisy's a good one because she doesn't ask for too much. And like, she just does her stuff and she comes in and she has everything done. <laughs> right. That's that's how I've been in relation with people is not needing too much and not taking up too much space and not asking too many questions. Like just like cutting myself off. And that was my defense to feeling like if I were to truly be seen, I would have to let all those parts be seen. And as a little girl, I didn't feel like all parts of me were seen or were yeah. valued as much as 
getting things done, achieving the things, doing the things, having the trophies, having it all together, being out in public and just having my shit together. Like that's, that was something that was really profound for me to feel the edges of in this container and to be held with somebody that held that frame of like, no, I, I, I see what you're doing. I see the defense, but I'm ready to love on that and to soften that so that you can let me all the way in. Mm. And that's when I truly felt seen really yeah. for, for the first time. Yeah. And I, man, that was such a, it's such an honor for me as the person who's being let in, you know, cause as much as I'm receiving you and your parts, you're also receiving me. So it's very cyclical. You know, it's this beautiful energy that's flowing back and forth between us. And and something that I thought was so beautiful and was like, to me, such a win is, you know, in the beginning when you were still working with that edge of good student, good client, all the, those pieces, as we were, as you were letting the more messy parts come forward and like letting yourself not be all together, you got to a place where, you know, at first it was like, hi, how are you? I'm good. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> and then actually later it became get on the call. Oh my God, I'm having like the, the hardest time. Like, but that was to me, I was like, yes, yes. All parts are welcome. Bring me your mess. Let your let yourself be held in this part, you know? And so that it was so cool to watch that that transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember sometimes I would get on the call and like already be in tears, and you're yep. like, "Let's yep. go, let's go, <laughs> let's <it> go." <laughs> so really, the medicine for that was letting you be the reference of what it feels like to be fully seen. Yeah, and and also letting you guide me for me to fully value all of the parts of me that I had kind of like cut off from myself because I thought that's not valuable enough to be seen. What it means to be seen is achieving all the things and keeping that train going. But really the, the need that we discovered as I would go in and like do the inner child exercises was that she just wanted to be seen for her softness and for her warmth and for her wisdom. She wanted to be seen for like the the essence that she, that she knew about herself in the inside yeah. and that was so profound because I can remember being little in my room and knowing that about myself and really seeing that in myself but over the years it's just kind of fallen back to the background noise because in the family construct and therefore what I created later on in life is no no that's not valuable Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see even your anger, right? No, nobody wants to see your anger. Nobody wants to see like your softness. Nobody wants to see your sensitivity. What people want to see is achievement, trophies, having it all together. So that was a really beautiful coming home of like, wait, I get to really value myself fully. And I get to feel what it feels like to be received and also celebrated for that. I'm like, yeah. yes, Daisy, I see how soft you are and I see how warm you are and I can feel your power and I can feel. So that was really a great reference for me to then take out into the outside world. And it was no coincidence that then I, I started seeing people see more of that in me. Like, wow, like you're so 
like you have such a depth to you. Just even the comments that I would get from like my live streams, like you have such a depth to you. You have such a presence to you. Richness. Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't until I, I could really own that in myself and I let myself see it and let myself be seen by you in that. Mm-hmm. Even my anger, having so much comfort and and knowing how to feel that through for myself and also be seen in relationship of like, hey, this upset me. Yeah. And that was one of the big wins that we had together. Yes. I think too, even just welcoming it, it's, it's, um, orienting to the the reference and the new story, but also I think we did a lot of work around welcoming the grief and the sadness of what it felt like to not be seen, you know, and grieving that as your young self being seen for only the achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a lot of grief and there was rage. Yeah. Yeah. Lots. Which I had never, I had never felt before. I yeah. never let myself feel that before. Yeah, exactly. And that's an important piece that I would love for everyone that's listening to take with them too, is that it's, if you're feeling through one of these wounds, like it's okay to also let yourself feel the grief, the anger, the sadness, the despair that's attached to this. Cause I think the tendency is to say, no, no, I just want to feel the good part of the shift. Yeah. But in order to feel the good part of the shift, you have to feel all the all the emotions of what has it felt like to live in this story what has it felt like to believe this exactly and that's and that's I mean you just kind of spoke to what somatic work is is kind of in a nutshell is somatic soma means body and we're working with the trauma pockets the stagnant energy the frozen emotion the stuck emotion that's in the body in your tissue and so it'd be easy and it'd be great if we could just kind of go like what you just said to the, the the good part of the shift that like, no, I get to be this and I get to have this and I get to feel this and I get to be seen. And, you know, that's all wonderful. And there's still actually stuck, stagnant emotion, unfelt feelings in your body that are trapped at that belief system. And so if we only go to, no, I, I get to be this because I just am, that actually is true. You know, you are powerful. You are infinitely abundant. You get to do, have, and be whatever you want, but there's actually still concretely a, uh, unfelt feelings that need to be felt through. So that's, and, and here's how it works is those unfelt feelings. Think about them like a knot, a knot of energy. And you have like all these little knots on, on your body of untapped emotion. And just like a, um, a necklace chain, when there's a knot in a necklace, there's less necklace. Our bodies are the same. When we have knots of unfelt feelings, trapped emotions, stuck energy in our body, there is less of us available, meaning there's less of our energy available because some of our energy is bound up in that knot. So there is less of us available for abundance, presence, joy, intimacy, connection, grounding, because we don't, we actually don't have access to all of us. So, and that's why, I mean, I hear a lot of times like, wait, I've done so much work around this. I've made the decision that I get to be, oh, you know, like whatever it is. And yet something doesn't quite stick. Something doesn't quite stick oftentimes. And that is 
my belief is that it's because you're actually not feeling the yuck feelings, the unfelt feelings that would need to be felt in order to truly let go of this belief system that's living in your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having the safe space to feel those feelings, especially if you haven't bumped up against those for, you know, ever <laughs> right, is crucial because yeah. it can feel like, am I going to drown in this or am I going to be able to handle this? Yeah. The container of my body that has never felt this before. So having not, not only the tools and the processes, which I still swear by, but also having that presence and knowing that somebody's got you in that was felt really safe for me to explore those feelings for the first time. Yeah. And just to know that you are, I mean, our emotional body is our inner child. It's one and the same, you know? And so to know that your inner child is not alone and it has accompaniment, you know, that's, that's profound. Mm-hmm. I just have to share before we go into um, the next wound that was like, written, just changed my whole life. But before we get into that, I remember there was one session where it was like the zombie session. So yeah. for reference, we call it the zombie session, but essentially we were in a, a somatic process and I was tapping into literally a part of me that had, that felt dead. Yeah. And I could like smell like this yucky, dead carcass, running carcass smell. And I could just, it was like this black dungeon hole. And like, all of this is just like what I'm experiencing as I'm moving this energy through in my body. And I remember there was a part of my, of my process where my brain said, oh my God, this is too much. Like, she's probably like, what the fuck is this girl going through? And I peeked up and you were leaned all the way in. And you were looking at me with this like amazement and you were like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is not too much. And I just no. had to shout you out for that because my brain was freaking out. Like this girl's going to be like, this lady has some serious issues. Like I was like, this is yeah. surely too much. And you were no. like, yes. Yeah. You were leaned all the way in. <laughs> I was enthralled. I was enthralled. I was having like, I mean, I, I was having... <laughs> You were not having fun. I was having a ball. <laughs> <laughs> but oh it was great. It was truly like, and I know we we talked about this the other day, but you were working with a piece of you that had felt like it was like I, I, I'm trying to fully remember what it was, but there was some part of you it was like your 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 power, your feminine, or the part of you that's like soft and intuitive, and the part of you that actually had to die in order to be mm-hmm. safe. To, in order to be uh, safe in your family system. And so it literally was like, and I, I, I didn't, I mean, I'm, it's on zoom, so I can't be totally in the experience, but I could see, and I could feel it was like this zombie coming back to life. And it was, it was so potent. And I was so enthralled because I knew, oh my God, she is literally resurrecting some amount of her energy right now. Yeah. Like there is, there is a part of her that is coming back to life. It, and it was just like, I was, I was leaned all the way in because I was in awe. I was in awe and so much excitement for you of this part that had been deadened and had to be deadened in order to be safe. You know, parts that you thought like were not safe to be welcomed, <clears throat> coming, coming back in, coming alive again. Um, it was the best. That was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
in hindsight, it was fun. But yeah, in the yeah. moment, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? But, also, but do you remember, I don't know if you remember this too, like after there, after you did some amount of like the resurrecting piece, then it turned into pleasure. Yes. You know, then it turned into like, like, oh yeah, my God, this is so pleasurable. Yum, 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 yum. Mm-hmm. I remember laughing too. There was like this feeling of bliss on the other side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just had to shout you out for that. <laughs> I peeked up and you were like leaned all the way in and you were like, yes. And I was like, okay, good. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Stevie, the, the other area that you really helped me see was the part of me that like consciously I wanted a lot and I want a lot. Right. And I go for big things. And there's a part of me that is so like, I'm so motivated and like determined. And I have this big vision for my life and my business and all of that. But what you helped me see (laughs) was that there was a big part of my unconscious that was not on board with that. And in my family system, what I learned growing up was that if you have too much, those, those that get too much, that have too much, that ask for too much are quote unquote bad and wrong. Selfish. Selfish, greedy, Uh assholes. And those of us that don't ask for too much or don't get what we want, go without just always kind of they maybe get a little bit, but they always kind of go without, they don't get the full plate. They don't get all that they want. Everything that they want is kind of like always a little bit away. Like basically, you know, you're good if you go without and you don't have. Yeah. And I remember you were like, well, this would make a lot of fucking sense because you can't, remember you told me you can't become what you hate. And in your family system, those that got too much or had too much or just wanted something and went out and got it. Like that was bad. That was bad. And we're good because we don't, we don't do that. We always kind of go without, we let other people have, and we go without. Yeah. Yep. This was, this is incredible because, and this happens a lot, you know, in in my work that I see, I mean, myself even, you know, too, we do this where we say, and you, you would say like, I want, I want a lot. I want lots of money. I want the big, business. I want this. I want to move here. I want to live. Da, da, da. I want to go to Europe. I want to, you know, you had all these beautiful desires and yet something, it was like you were on the, the, you got one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake, you know? And so like, you're, you're like running full speed, but then you're like digging your heels in the sand at the same time. And so some part of you, we had to be with, we had, instead of going right to like, yeah. And like, yes, you get to have it. And yes, you did da, da, da. We have to be with the part of you. That's like, fuck no. No, if I, if I actually get all that I want, I'm going to be a selfish asshole. I'm going to be like those greedy motherfuckers that just take and take and take the takers. And that's, that's who I cannot be. And you're right. Like we can't, we can't become what we hate. And so even though there's part of you that actually really wants it and really wanted all your desires to be, to have, to do all these beautiful things, you you weren't going to let yourself have it. You weren't going to let yourself have it. So we had to be with the part of you that was that, that, that dynamic and that story that says, I know I'm good if I go without. Yeah. That was was big. That was huge. And even seeing how the people 
in my life that were triggering me the most were the physical representation of people that got what they wanted easily easily yeah oh that was big too that was that was a that was a huge fuck no for you yeah because if everything that you did get was through like blood sweat and tears yeah yep. and so like not only do they get but they get it fucking easily how dare they yeah and so we got, we got to be with that a lot Mm-hmm. And, and also seeing how, when I'm in that, um, situation, I would often oscillate between this like empowerment of, yeah, I know I can, I want to go after this. I'm going to go after this, after, after this. And then I would also go really deep into victim mm-hmm. and martyrdom Yeah, and be like, no, I just, I am always just the one that is not going to get it and it's not going to come to me easily and other people get it and I don't. And that's just how I'm going to have to live in this life. Yep. And it was, it was so stark. It was so stark, but it was also, you got a lot of power out of that martyrdom. Yeah. Right. So that's another piece is you, you found a lot of power in your victimhood and martyrdom, which sounds counterintuitive, but actually if, if you think about it, if you're like, I'm the one who doesn't get, and that's, and that, nope. And I'm just going to have to go without this lifetime. But at the same time, that's what makes you good. Right. So there's still some power in that, even though it feels like shit, there's still, you were still getting power out of that. So we had to redefine power too. Mm -hmm. And redefine how I get love and I, it's so interesting because now I, I can see this and recognize this even in clients or people that I that I talk to when there's this tendency to really go into victimhood, right? And it's it sounds crazy to, to see, okay, well, like, what is the reward of me being a victim? Because it feels like shit. Yeah. But what I realized for me is that I would often get validation and love and attention and be celebrated when either I was on the mountaintop achieving or when I went all the way deep into victimhood and I just shrunk and became like this, oh, I can't do it. And uh, I'm like struggling victim. I would get validation there too. Yeah. So you really helped me see like, okay, what would it look like for you to have support and to be loved and validated and celebrated when you are doing well and not struggling and getting what you want? So, and so, and again, that's where the reference piece comes in, right? So the, the reference of me loving you and seeing you and caring for you when you're not achieving, right? When you're not feeling bad, right? right? When you're also, when it's also like that, I love you when you sleep in, I love you when you don't do anything. I love you when you feel good, when you're feeling great and, and really powerful. I love you when you're feeling bad. Right. And the reference for all your parts are welcome that I'm not Mm going to just only give you attention and love when you're in victimhood and martyrdom. Yeah. And the, the one exercise or the one session that really solidified this for me and pretty much like really cemented this new like belief and stature that I've been living life in ever since was one where I was so, so basically the visual that I had or what this felt like for me living in my life was basically there was this overlord that was just keeping me in struggle and like dangling what I want over me and 
won't let you do like looking down on me yeah won't let you do well won't let you makes it impossible to win Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and he was the one that was really calling the shots and like not letting me rise and we went into an embodiment of this and you were guiding me to really like stand up to him and I didn't realize it, but you were like, you're in victim. You're going into victim. You were, you were basically, yeah, I, it's, I remember it so clearly. You were basically, you were kind of standing up to him, but you were going into, I remember like your, your chin started to drop and you kind of like were hunching your shoulders and you were like, it was like a little bit pouty, you know, you got a little pouty and instead of really standing up to him, it was kind of like, why, like, why are you doing this to me? Well, you know? So keep going. <laughs> that that's exactly. It. I went into like the pouty little girl that was just like having a tantrum, but not. It it was like I wasn't looking at him eye to eye still, or I wasn't. I wasn't looking down on him. I wasn't rising above him. I was still shrinking in his presence. Mm-hmm. And you were like, you were really guiding me to to find my power with this, and I my body just kept collapsing and kept collapsing, but I didn't realize it. Yeah. And you were like, you're going into victim. You're going into victim. And I I looked up at myself in the screen. I was like, oh my God, I saw the embodiment of it. And I could obviously feel how it felt like. But when I saw myself, that visual, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what it looks like. Yeah. That's the embodiment of this victim and martyr. Yeah. And you channeled this guidance for me to invite in my ancestors. Yeah. I still cry when I think about it because that was like wild bananas. And my spinal column straightened with this conviction conviction and power. Knowing. Yeah. And I could feel like in my tissue, in my cells, this, this newfound sense of power because it wasn't just my own. I could. I said, Daisy, speak Spanish to him. <laughs> I was like, that because I, I could feel, I you let your hair down and your spine got taller. And I knew I was like, if she speaks Spanish, it's going to be a whole nother level. You know? And I don't even remember what I was saying. I honestly, like it was, it was fully, I, I fully believe that they were, they were really taking over and, and giving me that reference of what it could, what life can feel like yeah. when I, stand up and when I firm up and when I find my power and I live in that power but that that exercise like that somatic process was everything more because I felt the edges of the victim and and pointing it out to me like girl you're not fighting you're you're shrinking right and I could see what that is and then inviting in this this deeper foundation of not just it's not just my own source of power i have generations i have a lineage of ancestors that are ready to support me in this and i could feel that that power come in it was i that is by far something that i still come back to and i can still embody throughout the day of what that felt like and the flow that I'm in right now in my business, in my relationship, in finances, like I really do believe that was such a catalyst for that because I can have what I want. And I'm, if I'm in my power, then that means that I don't have to struggle and I can sleep in and still 
make my money and still make my impact. Like life is just so much different and sweeter. And, and, and I feel myself kind of in this slower pace, not because I'm hiding or avoiding, but because when I'm connected to my power, I don't have to rush and I don't have to chase. Yeah. Yeah. It's stunning. It's so stunning. And I, I, you know, I think another part of this in, 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 as I, in my recollection too, is with that specifically with that piece around, um, I don't get to have that then sends you into victimhood and martyrdom. I think we also really, and you, you mentioned it before, but like, that's where we really connected to the rage of little girls should not be told that they don't get to have anything in this world you know, and letting yourself feel the rage of hell. No, that is not okay. That I have been living into a story that says I don't get to have, I go without, and that makes me good. Like that's not okay. And so connecting with the rage of that's not okay. as it was a big part of it too. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So much good stuff. And I'm just having a moment right now where I feel so grateful for like every single flavor that we touched on over that year. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that I um, felt the call to work with you with what I didn't know was going to be a really hard year. Yeah. And I mean, everything that, <laughs> everything that could have come up did, it was, you know, it was business, um, going through one of the hardest seasons in business that I've ever gone through. It was going through, you know, conflict within my family. It was then going through, um, a loss and having your support throughout all of that and, and being able to alchemize all of the feelings and all of the the gunk that came from that I think really made the difference and I'm forever grateful I am forever honored to have been with you in that year and to know you and to like to it's such a gift for me to feel your trust you know like I that's our relationship is to me like such a incredible um, standard, you know, of how I want to work with people and what it can feel like and the ease and not that the work is necessarily easy or that the, the flavors we touch on, you know, are really can be hard, but that your trust in me and our relationship and the intimacy and the love that we build between each other. Like that's something that I take with me every day. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. So any, um, any last reflections, things that you want to mention, even if it's about your work at large or something that you learned throughout the process? I don't know. Any last reflections before I ask for you to share where people can hit you up. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that I just have found in this work that 
love and acceptance are the most potent medicine and clear mirroring. It's the most potent medicine. I have been so grateful to have it for myself in my mentors, mentors that see me so clearly and reflect me so fully and, and see me deeply and, um, want the best for me and believe in me and reflect to me when I am in total defense mechanism or in small self or in belief system, you know, negative belief system. And to have, to have people who completely love and accept me for exactly who I am while also holding the vision of where I'm going, I know the power of that. And so I, I, I receive that and I take that from my life from my people. And I give that to, to the, those I support because I know the power of it. I know what love and acceptance and clear mirroring can do. So that's my intention in this work is to love you fully, accept you fully exactly where you are while also holding a vision for where I see us going and what you want, you know, seeing mm -hmm. past the defenses, seeing past your, um, your the ways that that keep you small seeing past all of that and seeing you as the soul um and when it's a relationship like ours where you receive me so fully that like you said like that's where the magic is and mm -hmm. and like you daisy your energy of being so willing and so available and so open and saying yeah i want to know more i'm willing to look that, I mean, it's magic. It's magic. Thank you so much. You really, I mean, that that's such a, it's a simple but quite profound nuance to space holding, right? Is can we love and accept somebody so fully and where they are right now while also reminding them and keeping the bigger vision of where they're going and what they can have even when they don't see it for themselves or they don't think it's possible. Right. And that really was the dynamic with our relationship. And, and I do think that <clears throat> I have been so, so honored to have that for myself. And, and as space holders ourselves, it's so important for us to experience that. So then we can translate that into our coaching style, because to your point, that is the medicine. That is what people really need in order to flourish and, and grow. So it's where... The rich, the rich soil, rich nutrients. Yes. You know, you're, you're like, if we can have a foundation of rich soil, rich nutrients, then the seeds that we plant, and now you're seeing the fruits of them, right? Like you're mm -hmm. actually the bloom of them. The seeds that we plant are planted in nutrients instead of like dry, cracked earth. Breach. Because <laughs> it was some cracked, crunchy ass dirt before. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love you so much. Where can people find you? How can people work with you? All the things. <laughs> I, love you. I love you too. Um, come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm there. All my offerings are there. Stevie at Stevie L Wright underscore. Um, I have space open for my one-on-one -on -one year long container, but I also have many ways to work with me. I have an incredible course called Embodied Confidence that is just my baby that I have, it's, it's just, it's just my process and my step-by-step -step formula of how I've cultivated, created, nourished, developed true authentic confidence from the inside out. And, um, it's something that I'm, I'm so proud of. 
we've had about almost a hundred students go through that and the transformation. I know, I know the transformation is just crazy. So that's there. I also have the breath channel, which is my donation based breathwork membership. If you want to just kind of get started in somatic embodiment and you want like a, a place where you can just plug in, go watch videos. Um, there's a VIP version of that membership that is 77 a month. And that comes with three calls with me a month. So there's lots of different ways to plug into my world. It's all on my Instagram and my website. Um, and also if you just, if you're not feeling called to play with me right now, but you just want to say hi, come say hi. Cause I like connect. <laughs> yes. You're, you're so DM friendly, which I always, <laughs> I always appreciated. Um, and I'll have all the links to that. I have a link for the breath channel and I'll put all of that in the description. Stevie, wow. thank you so much for being here. This was such a joy to be able to give this type of content on this podcast. And thank you for being so open and, and willing to share this behind the scenes of what took place together. And thank you for being so open. This is really vulnerable. And I just, I'm, I, there's so many moments in this where I was like, oh my God, her audience is going to be so filled by this and so related and like felt so seen and, and nourished by this. So I'm excited for it to come out. Me too. All right, everybody, I'll catch you all in the next episode. Be sure to drop a review on your way out and we'll see you soon. Bye. amiga real quick did you find value in today's episode if you did take a screenshot right now share it on your instagram story with your biggest takeaways and be sure to tag me at the liberated latina this allows me to see what you are most enjoying about the show and it grows our community of liberated hermanas thank you so much for hanging out today i hope you had as much fun as i did and i'll catch you in the next one besitos